It's time once again for our little soiree in the morning. How you like that? I like it. But every time I hear this, it's beef. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> That's this what goes through my head. This isn't the one they use. I think it is. It's close enough, I guess, for you. <laughs> beef is what's for dinner. Anyway, there you go. Mike and Lisa Austin here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com. Your morning tradition, where we are... Living our faith. This morning... Good we, morning. We, we are going to bring you... Uh, we're going to get a hold of our, what I call our news hotline. We're going to get on the phone. Stephen is going to be along with us. Stephen Cox, our news guy in the Michigan Bureau, will bring us news headlines of the day in just minutes. Uh, later in the show, anyway, about a half hour or so from here. But uh, Stephen just got back from vacation. We wanted to check in with him, see how he's doing, and yeah. get his take on the latest, you know, on the election and stuff like that. The campaign trail, as mm-hmm. it were. Yeah. I don't know about you, Elise. I, um... All the craziness that's going on with well, that thing. And I only follow it like that much right now uh-huh. uh, because it is, it's like a circus. Hey, did you even vote the other day yeah. when I told you to? Oh, you had to tell me to vote? Well, no, I reminded you. Lisa called me. She goes, the poll's open till 8. I'm going, oh, yeah, I got to get it going. So then I took off. Yes, I reminded you. Uh, but that, I don't I, tell you a thing, Mike. You know what? <laughs> That's great. I you know, don't. Okay. You know, I like actually to, um, I like, I think, voting that late in the day. You do? Why? There's nobody there. Yeah, but you, there usually is nobody there in the afternoon when we go. No, there's a little line, depending on the election. Although this was a pretty low turnout for, it was kind of a, I mean, there was, it wasn't presidential or anything. It was no. just a, you know, local thing and stuff. But, yeah. um. Yeah, I liked it. I was well. Good. I'm glad you did because you never told around. me. Yeah, there wasn't anybody around. Even though we talk here, it's like we don't really talk elsewhere. No, we don't get a chance to see each other, which is probably a good thing at this point. <laughs> so Stephen Cox is going to be on the phone and uh, and tell us all about that and get his take on the election and the campaign trail. And then I have an Olympic story that will uplift you. Okay. We hear so much junk about what's going on in the Olympics. Um. Not the least of which, uh, the other day, I, uh, I, in fact, it was yesterday, one, there was like a kayaker that ran over a sofa floating in the water. <laughs> oh, that's just too weird. The the diving pool or something like that. Turned all of a, green. Yeah, all of a sudden it turned green. I oh. wouldn't swim in it. They said, as soon as I saw that, I'm going, I wouldn't swim in it. <laughs> but then apparently they said, no, no, it's okay. Don't worry. But yeah, what right. happens in a 10 days when everybody has, you know, some kind of weird bug? I, what made it happen? I don't know. Exactly. And then uh, there was a thing on, you and I don't know anything about these because it's never have had to use it. I don't know. And as a traditional Catholic, I don't know if there are dating apps for traditional Catholics or not. There used to be something, not an app, but there used like to be... Like a website? There was. I don't know if that's still in existence. And I don't understand how... I mean, I kind of understand how they work, but I don't know... I just can't relate, I guess, and that's fine. I just don't know how somebody gets... I don't think I would ever want to use something like that. A dating app for traditionalists? Yeah, or anything like that. But, I mean, if you have, I'm just saying. This leads me into the Olympic thing. Okay. There is a dating app called Tinder. Okay. And single people go on there. Mm -hmm. And I was asking uh, Josh 
uh, uh, my buddy Josh. Yeah. Because he's a young guy. He knows this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I said, so what is the deal with Tinder? What Everybody says you swipe right. He goes, well, if you apparent now I'm going to get this totally wrong, I know. But if I am, forgive me. If somebody is on Tinder, that it, that, and these are single people, I think, and if you if they either send you i don't know if they send you a request a friend thing or something mm-hmm. if you put your finger on it and you swipe right on your touch screen yes because uh, it's a phone thing that means you like them okay and so the idea he says is to get people to swipe right anyway tinder the people who run tinder and see here's another this is one of the reasons why these things would creep me out yeah if i'm you know in the single world they know the statistics on on their site, on their app, who's doing what. Yeah, everybody's watching. There has been a 100... Now, this goes back to the Olympics. There has been a 129% jump in the usage on Tinder just within the Olympic Village. Oh, my. So what's happening is it's a big free-for-all party. People and, are hooking up, is that what you're saying? Well, that's what the kids say. Yeah. Oh, goodness. That's what Josh told me. Oh, goodness. So, that being said... I'm so not liking that. That being said, with all the garbage that's coming out, we are doing well, by the way. We really are rocking the, the gold uh, medals and stuff. Yeah. We have I'm a glad. Little, we have a little gymnast named... And I'm, I hope I get her name right. Uh, Simone Biles? 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 All right. Uh, she is a dynamo, and she comes from a, a a little rough background. I'm not sure. I'm going to look in here and see how old she is. Anyway, um, she's a Catholic, hmm. and I'll have her story for you coming up here in a little bit. Obviously, okay. we're not going to have an interview with her. She's at the Olympics. <laughs> but I will tell you what's been written about her. This is amazing. So just in the middle of all the garbage and junk. Mm-hmm. That's uh, going on. Commerce coming in. There you go. And so. (laughs) It's never ending around here, is it, Mike? (laughs) No. That being said, how can you know? Lisa, oh, let's go with with some history, huh? How can you know where you're going? If you don't know where you've been. We have made history. Any day in history. Day that will go down in history. History of this day. This day in history. This day in history. Twas on this day in 1492. Yeah, I know. You're no. Don't jump ahead of me. Columbus landed. I know, but this is different. 1492. Rodrigo de Borja. That sounded almost like Dracula there. Uh, he became Pope Alexander the sixth. You did that well. And in 1860, on this day, it's the first successful silver mill in the U.S. opened. In Virginia, uh, Virginia City, Nevada. 1866, the first roller rink opened up. This happened in Newport, Rhode Island. Aye, aye, neighbor, we're in Rhode Island. What, you got wheels on your shoes, I see. <laughs> aye, aye, you go round and round, yeah. Okay, never mind. And in 1874 on this day, Harry S. Parlamy got a patent for the Who? sprinkler head. Parlamy? Parn. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be this is going to be a habit here. It's kind of fun, well, you, entertaining you, you to hear you. You give this to me like at the last minute. I so always, sorry. I try to find the hardest ones. Parmalee. 
Parmalee. What did I say? Parlamy. Pardon me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I'm so sorry. He patented a sprinkler head. That's why we can all water our lawns. And it was on this date. Are you ready? 1919, the Green Bay Packer football team founded was founded by George Calhoun and Curly Lambeau, named after the Indian Packing Company, the Packers. And hey, on, Packers. Hey, the Packers. That's right. That's right. And on this day in 1929, Babe Ruth becomes the first to hit his 500th home run. All right. And... Let's see. Oh, this is one of my this is one of my favorites. This was the day in 1984. I remember when this happened. Then U.S. President Ronald Reagan was getting ready to do a radio address, right? And he's testing out the microphones, as we always do. Testing one, two. Hello, hello. Well, he's an old radio guy, and so he just says a joke. He says, "I've just signed legislation that will outlaw Russia forever. We begin bombing in five minutes." Everyone got a chuckle. Then it made national news, and then. He got a phone call from the Kremlin and said, really? Uh-oh. <laughs> and now you know where you've been. And so, as the sun slowly rises in the east, we will take a break. And returneth here. All right, hang on. Sounds good, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good, just doesn't look all that great. <laughs> We're going to get back here in just a minute on your morning tradition and talk with our uh, news guy on the news hotline via phone. Stephen Cox will join us. I need to talk about his... I just want to see how his vacation went and uh, get his take on the election results and things that are going on on the campaign trail. A Catholic gymnast later in the show. Mike and Lisa Austin here on Magnificat Radio. MagnificatMedia.com, your morning tradition where we are. Living our faith. Welcome back to Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com. Uh, Mike and Lisa Austin here on your morning tradition where we are. Living our faith. And we were just talking about Stephen, and I thought we would just call the Michigan Bureau hotline uh, as opposed to get tapped in, because I don't want to mess up in the studio with you. I know you got you know a lot of important people in there for church and stage, <laughs> stuff like that on the microphone, Stephen. I don't want to take up that space, so I thought I'd call your hotline. We have a news hotline set up to Stephen Cox. And uh, <laughs> Stephen, of course, you know, he does news for us and also hosts his show every Friday here. It's Church and State. Lisa, what time does Stephen show on? 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. tomorrow. So welcome back from vacation, buddy. Yeah, it's great to, to sort of be back. I mean, I was up north there in northern Michigan, which, as you guys know, is, is beautiful. And But, you know, I got a little sunburn. I think I laid out too much, <laughs> oh. yeah, which is always the temptation uh, uh. on vacation. So kind of you know feeling it you so know, on the, that doesn't the, sound yeah. that doesn't sound very catholic to have a temptation vacation <laughs> hey now well you know it's uh it's typically a leisure uh you know casual vacation you know we go up to um it's called silver lake it's about an hour and 20 minutes north of where i'm at we've been going up there as a family for the past 15 or years uh 15 years or so and um, I had to get some time off, um, you know, to, mm-hmm. to go up there and enjoy it, and it was very relaxing. You know, we needed it. We need that sort of stuff for, yeah. for as Catholics, you know, to, to go on proper vacations. And you know, I don't think it was too bad of a temptation. I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, it was it was too bad. But, yeah, yeah no. it was enjoyable. Did you do any fishing? 
Do you do that? Oh, my gosh. We had to ask that. You know, I'm not too big into fishing. Um, <laughs> you know, hunting, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were right on Lake Michigan, and um, it was pretty choppy the whole time. And uh, it was it would have been pretty tough to, to catch anything, although I think even if it was calm, I don't know if I would have caught anything anyway. I'm not too, yeah. too skilled at it, to be honest. Yeah, no, some of those Lake Michigan guys, though, they get you out there. The charter guys, they know what to do. You could be, I don't care what kind of, oh, they'll I take like you that. where the fish are, and they just, you just drop it in the water, and they kind of do everything. You go, like, okay, thank you. I'm an expert now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of, you know, you want to do it the natural way, though, right? I right. mean, you want to go out on your own and see if what you can do, you know, it's man versus nature. That's how it was meant to be. That's right. That's what I do. I usually go out and uh, just with like a butter knife from the kitchen, and I put it in my teeth, and I dunk down, hold my breath, and I dive in, and I go, I start, you know, stabbing away, oh, see what so, I can find. So you're like the the castaway, that's know, right. Tom Hanks. I'm uh, the Robinson yeah, okay, well. Crusoe of fishermen. Anyway, so I don't know. <laughs> that's weird. Hey, you know what? I don't want to take up all your time, but I wanted to just kind of. Lisa and I will will talk about the political scene, but I thought since you're kind of the expert and and really watch closer on that, uh, this is just. Have you? ever heard of a a crazier nuttier presidential race ever well i mean i don't remember a time or at least from everything i've studied when after the uh, nominee was officially chosen from one of the parties there were calls by other members of that party (laughs) for the nominee to step down essentially and that's what's going on right now with donald trump and you know we're only 90 days away until the general election. It's, I think November 8th is what it is. And uh-huh. we still have three debates to go. And typically right now, you know, in the um, the races, you know, we're, we're after the conventions. Both parties had a bit of a bump, you know, after the Republican convention. Uh, Trump had about a four or five point swing. And then obviously after the Democratic one, Hillary Clinton came back. And, you know, it, it's it's chaos right now. Trump is just shooting himself in the foot day in and day out, and the polls reflect that. When Paul Ryan said the other day, or when uh, when Donald Trump said he wasn't going to endorse Paul Ryan, I, I thought, now Paul yeah. Ryan is from around here, and a lot of the folks yeah. are even saying they're going, I bet he's happy about that, actually. <laughs> well, it, it's funny, when, when, cause, yeah, because cause, cause, uh, Ryan said, you know, I'm just not there yet with Trump. Oh, you know, when yeah, he was yeah. asked if he was there. And then what, what does Trump do? He goes to the Washington Post and last week says, you know, I'm not really there just yet. He used the exact phrase yeah. that Paul Ryan used against him. And, you know, look, I mean, it, it, it was a sign of party unity uh, eventually that uh, Paul Ryan endorsed Trump to be the nominee. Everybody except, you know, Ted Cruz endorsed right. um, Trump essentially, essentially to be the nominee. And so... Uh, that was a big, big, you know, party loyal move by uh, Paul Ryan, Speaker Ryan. In fact, he's mm-hmm. Speaker of the House, and you know, Trump didn't reciprocate that. For some reason, he wants to keep dragging these intra-Republican issues, uh, party issues, out into the open, and that causes, you know, friction to say the least. Right. And he said that the same thing with. Um, you know, John McCain, he said he wasn't ready to endorse John McCain. There was another senator, I think, from Maine, Kelly Ayotte, um, he said he wasn't ready to endorse her. And so all this stuff that was previously thought to have been handled during the primary, you know, this this party disunity, Trump is, for whatever reason, still holding on to it. And it doesn't make much sense. I think it's showing his, you know, naivete 
uh, right yeah. now, and it's not good for the party or his poll numbers. What I don't get, Stephen, is Donald Trump. Now, now people paint him with this 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 brush of ignorance, but he's not a dummy. He's not, and he's calculated in his business moves and in stuff he does. He's not an idiot, but and well, I don't I don't yeah. idiot's a strong word, but but. I can't imagine he doesn't have some sort of a plan here. Well, I I, I want to. Well, I think politically, uh, there there is some immaturity that he's betraying. Whether or not he's, you know, a, a genius businessman or marketer, I, I think you could say. I mean, obviously, look at the look at the look at his um, the way he got the nomination uh, in the Republican primary, and this goes down to you know I think his marketing brilliance. He stuck out. The, the the most hardline conservative position. We're going to build a wall. These people coming in uh, from Mexico are literally destroying our country. Um, ISIS. We're going to blow them to smithereens. All these sorts of hardline positions. Mm-hmm. And now, what's he's done? What has he done in the primary? He shifted and he he chose, you know, Mike Pence. This to me very impressive uh, governor from Indiana. He gave a really good talk mm-hmm. at the convention, which was I think unfortunately overshadowed by Ted Cruz. Um, but you know, yeah, what we saw was 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 is Trump now moderating, now moderating, and he's saying, you know, we're going to have better border security. We're going to uh, temporarily ban persons uh, from these Islamic countries from coming into the, to our country. So he's he's successfully navigated the waters and bridged you know the gap between the primary and the general. Now we're in that general, and what is he doing? He goes right after the. Um, <laughs> Democratic uh, convention, instead of, you know, badgering Clinton and her support for the Trans-Pacific uh, Partnership and focusing on Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who was the Democratic national chairwoman, and how she essentially helped and rigged the primary for Clinton, um, Trump goes and attacks this uh, uh, guy who, whose son died uh, in the yeah. Iraq war. Right. And... You just don't do that. I mean, whatever this this con, Kazir um, Khan thinks of Mr. Trump or thinks about um, Islam and, and and the Quran. You know, the headline is Trump attacks uh, parents of a deceased soldier. Right. And it's it just not smart. And and Trump said he was viciously attacked. Well, by this guy at the Democratic convention who spoke there, not Mr. Khan. But you know that raises questions because once once you say that, well, you can say. And Hillary's, I guarantee, going to say it in the in the debate. Well, Mr. Trump, you um, and she said it in her speech. You know, Mr. Trump, you said you were viciously attacked by Mr. Khan, and you had three or four days of going back at him. What if you are verbally viciously attacked by, you know, the North Koreans, right, or by the Iranians? Are you going to, you know, blow them just blow them up, or are you start a war with them over these vicious attacks? And well, I and- think Trump, he has a very thin skin, and he and he's letting it show and. Last week was a disaster. Wait till we see her and him in a debate, because they're going to go right after him, and he's going to just bring out the whole my big hands thing, and all of that's going to come around again. <laughs> this is going to be just crazy. So, okay, so it, let's it, shift over. Let's yeah. just for a second. I want to let's go over and talk about yeah. Hillary Clinton because I'm not saying his name, but we have a friend who actually sort of works around political things. Okay, or in the in, in not he's not a politician. Uh, has worked for politicians in their staff before. He's more on a, on the uh, on the, the you know the the administrative. Well, what do you call it? With the, the the liaison between the press and and the politician, kind of end anyway. Okay. So we're talking to him, 
the other day and about this this along these lines and he said listen the word is Hillary Clinton there are more of this email there's way more of these email things that are going to come out this is not done mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's even word that she's very ill health much so than anybody even suspects really and yep. that that's going to come out yeah so so there is a couple things here uh, there are more emails promised to come out um, not only just you know what we saw with with um, in the Democratic primary, but also Clinton um, supporting uh, arms trades with Libya and and Syria as well, uh, and that goes into a whole other issue of the Ambassador Stevens. Like why was Ambassador Stevens where he was right. uh, in Benghazi, and there was talks about well he was there to kind of facilitate these trading of ammunitions to go help the Syrian folks uh, fight Bashir al-Assad. Uh, but, yeah, there's other emails that say or that maybe are the ones that she deleted. And um, you mentioned her health. Yeah, I just came across this actually uh, on Monday this week that there are pictures of some of the uh, security or a secret service that are with Clinton on the campaign, and they're not technically um you know, Secret Service, they're sort of like doctors in disguise and that she has, this This just came up on the Drudge Report website, that, yeah, she is experiencing other things. I don't know if that's for sure. I mean, I think there's been some rumors of that. You know, she did have a bit of a coughing fit a couple months ago during the primary. But, yeah, there's definitely going to be more emails coming out. But I think at least in the court of, you know, in in the legal realm, uh, the FBI director, you know, James Comey, said uh, he wouldn't prosecute her. Uh, you know, he, he's not going after her. Right. Uh, but I think now it's up to Trump and the Republicans, again, to refocus and say, look, she she is crooked Hillary. And that has to be tried in the court of public opinion, and of course, depending on what's in all these emails. And, um, you know, and, and that, I think, is going to help, you know, possibly with, with Trump's numbers, because... Like I said earlier, he's he's all over the place. He he didn't endorse Paul Ryan. Now eventually, you know, he did. Just I think last Friday, um, there were reports that the, the Republican National Committee men, uh, chairperson Rance Priebus is apoplectic. Um, the media is going after Trump, but this I think, if and when it comes out, um, I don't know if the media is honestly going to report on her health. You know, that was a big issue with John McCain, but they don't want to really bring up anything with her health this time around. I just don't, I don't know if they will. It's going to be half, it's going to have to be forced out, but yeah, the emails that's, I think around the corner and that's, you yeah. know, something that's going to possibly shift things back to Trump's favor. You said, so, go ahead, Lisa. If she does, if she does bow out, who then would step in? Oh, I don't, I don't think she would. I mean, I, I she'll just say, you know, it's, it's a personal thing and she has some doctor come out and say she, she's fine. You know, these, these it's it's quite often that you know debates about health and things come up in presidential politics, and mm. I think more often than not, people say, "Well, you know, what, what are we going to do?" I mean, she's not going to step down. Trump's not going to step down. Right. They're the nominees. They're both in their seventies, um, and and you know that's just the way it is. So I think you know she's been running for this her whole life since she was probably in her teens. <laughs> you know, she went yeah. to Wellesley, yeah. and you know, I, I guarantee it was you know. It was, in her mind back then so mm-hmm. yeah it, it, there's a lot to come in the next coming weeks up until the next um you know the the first presidential debate which i think is 
September, I think late September 26th, maybe. So, yeah, yeah I mean, there's, there's the, the, the debate platform and the ideas are essentially being set. And, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fireworks. I think, that, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to tune in. That first debate is going to be over the top ratings, man. That is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be awesome. I think you might have a party or something, invite people over. It's going to yeah. be really cool. <laughs> Here's Stephen. Uh, all right. What's Stephen doing? We're having a debate party. Well, I bet that's probably a lot of folks are going to do that. One more thing, Stephen, you said something about, uh, the whole, the, the Hillary thing has to be tried in the court of public opinion. You know, who is yeah. a master? At manipulating the court of public opinion, Donald Trump. Oh, I mean, he, look, like I said earlier, he's great at um, certain things. He's not a super uh, orator of any kind. He's not a great, you know, he doesn't read well off the teleprompter. But, yeah. but look, he's got to really focus down here and get back on message. Yeah. And if that means reading off teleprompters, reading off prepared remarks, then he's going to have to. Because right now, you know, the voters that got Trump to where he's at and we're supporting him after the Republican convention, you know, white college educated persons, middle class Americans, um, you know, they're going to Clinton and uh, he's got to do something about that. Unfortunately, we did see that. Uh, fortunately for the Trump campaign, um, he did. We, we did see that Monday at, at Detroit. He was at the Detroit Economic Club talking about um, getting America back on track, putting American uh, economic policies first. And he had, I think, um, his vice presidential running mate with him, okay. uh, Mike Pence. I think that's going to have to happen more often because Pence is a calming factor. I mean, you ever watch him speak? He's very, you know, proper. He, yep. he knows how to give a great speech. He get a great one at the convention. And he needs to have a bit more, you know, image out there because I think people are seeing the erratic um, side of the Trump campaign and they need someone uh, to see who can is going to be that calming voice. To him, his party, his message, and uh, to put confidence back in the Donald. Stephen, do you think some of this, though, is staged? The whole thing well, is staged. Exactly. The whole thing is a stage. Well, some of these erratic <laughs> things that he says, that Trump says, do you think sometimes some of this could be staged? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think Trump is in it to win it. There's been talks of, well, is he just sort of this... Um, uh, guy who's there to, to propel Hillary to the um, the nominee. I really don't think so. I, I think um, I just think it's him off to the cuff saying these things um, that come into his mind, and I I don't think his campaign can control him. I think his children need to step in, and his, his campaign manager needs to say something. So I, like, I think I think a lot of people, you know, really important, powerful people in this world don't like Trump and what he stands for is, you know, getting the U.S. to rethink its engagements across the world, NATO, uh, free trade, globalism, etc. And if they don't like him, then he's got to be on to something. I mean, you know, because he, he's out here. Uh, I don't think he's part of any sort of, you know, uh, staging or cabal or anything, to be honest. I think he's got the right enemies, if, to be perfectly frank. And yeah. um, I think he's, again, I think he wants to win it, and we'll see what um, what turns out. But the next couple of weeks are going to be huge. He's got to get the support back. All right. Stephen Cox, host of Church and State, here on Magnificat Radio. 
uh, one more time, Lisa, on Fridays and even Saturday. But Fridays we hear Stephen when? 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. tomorrow. All right. And then you can also, of course, uh, you know, you can see the archive shows and all that on our uh, SoundCloud account. And Stephen, where are you? You're on Twitter. You're like on everything, man. What are you on? Uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, find us, yeah, on SoundCloud. Hopefully we'll be up on iTunes soon. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so, so follow uh, me on there and... Um, all over the place. So uh, if anyone's got any ideas or advice, yeah, we welcome that. We want to make the best experience for our listeners, obviously. So In our Michigan News Bureau, Stephen Cox over there. And <laughs> I'm going to get off the news hotline because I'm sure the Secret Service will be calling you any minute. So I want to yeah. make Yeah, they might be knocking on my door right now. I just heard a noise. I don't know. <laughs> right. Stephen, God bless. Have a great time, man. Oh, thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate it. Monsieur Cox ends in this bureau. He's such a good guy. He is. He's a good sport and knowledgeable individual. And Very. Uh, he, he loves doing what he does. So we're going to uh, have Stephen's news coming up now in just a minute. He just sent it to us, so mm-hmm. we will get that. And then, in the midst of all the nasty stuff coming out of the Olympics, uh, and all the, you know, the decadence and things like that, not real edifying, Yeah, there is a young lady that Doing her best. We're going to like this story? You're going to like this story. Good. Coming up. One of our gymnasts. Uh, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I remind you, you are listening to your morning tradition here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, where we are living our traditional Catholic faith. Yes, it's time to talk a little Olympic stuff. I always thought this song should have lyrics. Really? Did you make them up then? I could. (laughs) (laughs) I thought maybe you already had. This is the Olympic theme. I think it would sound real great if they used this every time. Hey, we will jump. And swing and swim and run and race against time. <laughs> just Good came job, up with that. Mike. There I know. I'm hiring, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a birthday party, I'll, I'm cheap. Cake and a couple of glasses of punch, I'll come sing at your birthday party. There you go. <laughs> I don't think you really want that at all. Uh, the the Olympics, uh, by the way, welcome back. What you're listening to, yes. believe it or not, is a Catholic radio show, okay? Uh, here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com. It's called Your Morning Tradition, where we are. Living our faith. There are Catholics at the Olympics. Rio, I mean, Rio de Janeiro, mm-hmm. Catholic place. Yes. That's where they have that great big Jesus on the mountain. Yes, they do. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't realize the the Olympians sometimes don't act real Catholic. Yeah, as I, you were telling us earlier. Yeah, and I don't want to get into that again. But right. here's a bright spot. I mm-hmm. do because we're all about brightening your day here on your morning tradition. And I I apologize if I'm not getting this young lady's name right. I don't know the Olympians. I know we got a pretty good swimmer. We have some pretty good gymnasts. I, I really haven't watched much of it, but. This came across my desk. Mm-hmm. Simone Biles, or Biles, B-I-L-E-S, and those of you who are into the Olympics are going, oh, yes, we know her, Mike. 
<laughs> quickly as a favorite to dominate this year's the gymnastics. Oh, okay. And I don't even know if they've done it yet. I mean, I know they've done some gymnastics. Uh-huh. But everyone, uh, when she's up there doing her thing, their their jaws drop. She's flawless. Oh, you know, all graceful, the, graceful, flawless. It's, it's, it flows, and it, all this while you know the scrutiny of the judges. They look at you, and they're you know that's right. it's tough. Now I, that you're telling me this, I want to watch it. Yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> I do. Especially, but we have no TV. <laughs> no, but you can watch it on the internet. Don't they stream this? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, she is driven to be her best, and as often happens in life, when we are given crosses, those of us with a good, well, even a somewhat of a Catholic background, have something to lean on, Mm -hmm. and we can pick up those crosses and persevere. That being said, uh, this young lady is a Catholic. Mm -hmm. And I say young lady, she isn't that old. I've seen pictures here. It doesn't say how old she is, but she's not that old. Um, Well, I'll just... uh, According to Us Magazine... They were doing an interview with her. Okay. And they said, so, so what's a, a champion gymnast carry around in her bag? You know, what do you have? There? Mm-hmm. Don't you have people to carry stuff for you? So she emptied her bag out, just dumped it out. Yeah. You know, the usual stuff. And a white rosary fell out. Oh, really? Yes. And um, they asked her about it. And she said, my mom gave me that rosary at church. I don't use it to pray before competition. I just pray normally to myself before a competition. But I do pray it. Wow. Uh, here's a little bit of her story. This is that uh, the young lady. Her name is Simone Biles, Biles B-I-L-E-S. Mm-hmm. She was born in Ohio. Uh, by the way, the woman she calls mom is actually her grandmother. Because her mom was a, a drug and alcohol addict. That's too bad. And um, at the age of three, she was taken away. And she could have lived her life with strangers. Mm-hmm. It's a tough thing. It is. Foster care. Mm-hmm. Grandma and grandpa lived in Texas. They said, oh, here we are. We'll take her. We've got her. Go ahead and send them to send her to us. So she went from Ohio to Texas uh-huh. at the age of three. Um. I think she was three. Did I say that? Anyway. Um, so, staunch Catholics. Mm-hmm. Her grandma and grandpa. Yes. They started, she started going to mass with them. They eventually adopted her. Oh. So she calls them mom and dad. That's kind of odd. Why would they have to adopt her when she's biologically? Her mom may not have made it. It doesn't say here. I see. And maybe mom realized, even if she was around, maybe she realized, she goes, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. You know, that can happen. Mother gives up the baby for adoption. Uh, that being said, her grandma and grandpa became her mom and dad. At the age of six, she was introduced to gymnastics, and she hasn't stopped since. So at the age of three, she started going to mass with grandma and grandpa, yeah. mom and dad. Um By middle school, she started to focus all of her energies on gymnastics, which meant she had to train at least 32 hours a week, a middle schooler. Oh, my goodness. You know what made that happen? What? They started homeschooling her. That would work. So she's not only a great gymnast, she's brilliant, I guess. Uh, It allowed her the freedom she needed. 
Grandma and Grandpa totally supported her. They were told early on, this young lady has a talent. Mm-hmm. They followed it along. Um, so far, she has won the last four U.S. titles. I don't know what any of this means. I'm not a gymnastics person. Titles, th- uh, The last three world all-around titles. Uh, in the last three years, uh, Simone Biles, Biles has claimed 14 world championship medals, 10 of them gold, both records have mm-hmm. fallen to her. She hasn't lost an all-around competition since August of 2013. This is our Holy cow. This is one of our premier gymnasts at the Olympics, a Catholic with a rosary in her bag. I haven't gotten to the best part yet. I love this. Oh. Um she's she's tapped, and she may have already won the gold. She just tapped to win gold. And amongst all of the 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 turmoil of the Olympics in Rio, the talk of the green water and the junk that's floating, and the stuff that happens mm-hmm. with uh, Olympic athletes who can be in party mode. Yes, we've seen that. Too. It was said to me that some athletes really don't have. I mean, they have aspirations of winning, of course, mm-hmm. but they also look at this as a this is a big old party. It's your only time you're ever going to be there, and they just, you know, they're young people. Well, one of them was just disqualified because of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, was that the Dutch guy? Yes. Yeah, they have a zero-tolerance policy, and he, world-class gymnast, Lord yes. of the Rings, they call him. Mm-hmm. He goes he, out he and got drunk. He qualified that day for the rings. He had gone out that night then, mm-hmm. and they actually yeah. partied down. And he got kicked off of that team. And he got kicked off. But this young lady, Simone Bylas, a Catholic with a rosary in her gym bag, uh-huh. amongst all the turmoil of the Olympics, the focus, the training, the pressure, she finds time to make it to Mass. She does. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. So she goes to Mass, too. She goes to Good Mass. for her. She prays her rosary. She is one of the shining stars on our Olympic uh, team. And, you know, and look at all the goodness. I mean, the... The ability that she has, it's really not hers. It comes from God. Yes. All our gifts that we have come from God. And she gives back by going to Mass like she should. Yeah. And uh, praying her rosary. She's going to be hard to get a hold of. But, ladies and gentlemen, I will will tell you this. We are going to start uh, uh, making inroads after the Olympics when she gets away. We're going to find this young lady and we're going to see if we can get an interview. That is amazing. She comes from a mother who was a drug addict. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, troubled yeah. beginning yeah. and makes it to her grandparents all the way in Texas. Yeah. They take her in, they raise her as her, their own mm-hmm. and brought her up in a wonderful home. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a success story. Are there miracles involved? I, I don't know. But the young lady uh, has uh, taken those crosses in life and through prayer. I just love it that she makes it to Mass. In the middle of the Olympics. Absolutely. That's great. Mm-hmm. All right. So there you go. Simone Biles, Biles. I And I apologize if I'm massacring her name. I have not heard of our, you know, her and a lot of our Olympians I'm, I'm not familiar with. But we're going to get uh, out of your way here and take a little break and come back and, and finish up your Thursday morning slash afternoon, if you're hearing it in the afternoon. Mike and Lisa Austin here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com. It's your morning tradition where we are... Living our traditional Catholic faith.
Welcome back. And good morning. Magnificat Radio at MagnificatMedia.com. Mike and Lisa Austin here on your morning tradition where we are. Living our faith. Wrapping up the morning together. Our thanks to uh, Stephen Cox. Tell us all about his vacation. Well, not only that, give us some update on On politically what's going on here. election uh, season. And uh, he'll be doing more of that on Church and State coming up tomorrow, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Stephen's show is called Church and State. It happens every Friday here on Magnificat Radio. Lisa, what are those times? 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. tomorrow. And today being Thursday, that means it's a Louis Tofari day. Yeah. Louis will be doing uh, learning about the Roman liturgy. Today he's covering something he's, he calls visualizing the altar. Awesome. Learning about the Roman liturgy and those times for him. Today are 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 6.30 p.m., and 10 p.m. today. All right. We scratch out those times throughout the day several times in case you miss once. And if you miss the whole day, our podcasts are up at our SoundCloud. You can just link to that from our uh, just top of this website right here, as a matter of fact. Uh, not at the top. It's at the bottom, the SoundCloud is. Oh, is it? you got to go all the way yeah, towards the You'd bottom. You'd think I'd look at our website every now and then, wouldn't you? <laughs> But it's on the right-hand side. And then you can click on that, and then you can go follow us there. Did we not have enough room at the top? I don't know. That's where our guy put it. Okay. I, probably not. All right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff up at top. <laughs> uh, just before we go, though, I wanted to uh, just bring this forward. We, we had planned to do this every day and neglected at the top of the show today. Did I do Praise Be Jesus, Mary, and Joseph? I am not quite sure. Let's do it again. Praise Be Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Now and forever. The uh, On Monday, the 15th, as hopefully you know by now, will be happening the abominable Black Mass uh, in the Civic Arena uh, in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. There will be a public mass of reparation at Bicentennial Park, which is right across the street from there. You are invited to be there and assist at that mass with, I believe, Father Novak's going to be conducting that i know he's taking a bunch of folks down right i know that there are several parishes that are getting buses together to come down okay. to bicentennial park um, and if you can't be a part of that then drive there yourself you can take a train you can take a plane um, you can take a bus and get a group of your own people and and go there and be part of this. And if you can't make it, if it just cannot work out for you, it's going to be held on the 15th of this month, which is going to be just a few days from now. The Mass will be at 12 noon. Feast of the Assumption. The Feast of the Assumption. So if you can't make it, at least in our hearts, in our thoughts, in our spirit, let's be there with these people and do some kind of act ourselves at our own home. And we had discussed before maybe getting a group of your friends or parishioners walking around your neighborhood and saying a, a rosary mm-hmm. um, or walking around uh, someplace, the parish or go downtown, yeah. go to a park, anything like that. Or if you have a statue in your yard um, during that hour or at just at noon for about 15 minutes, do a 15 minutes of silence in front of Our Lady outside publicly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and let's something. remember uh, Bishop uh, Fillet's uh, call for the Rosary Crusade. That starts on Monday. And sacrifice as well. It's not just rosaries. He's calling for millions of millions. sacrifices. What a great way to start. 
mm-hmm. is in reparation and uh, and to fight against this abomination that will happen in public in Oklahoma City. Won't be the last one. We we have to be. Well, we hope it is the last one. We hope it is, but he said it won't be. So, you know, who knows? So we take them one at a time. We do what we have to. Later today, uh, just to put that out there, but later today at noon, we always have a conference. Noon and again at 7 p.m., we're going to do the talk number two with Father Isaac. This will be uh, uh, on, uh, let's see, we had uh, uh, death the other day. This will be judgment. Uh, he's doing the four last things. And so this conference, is, this one is going to be a, a 30-minute snippet of one that's about two hours long. Oh, wow. So it's going to take a few days to get through this one. I see. But join us, won't you? We do these little half-hour conference talks, things, you know, over lunch hour. You know, you take a right. little break, you have a little lunch, you bring us up on your tablet, your smartphone, laptop, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's 30 minutes. This is another way to make your day efficacious is yeah. by tuning us in, listening to the talks, living your faith this way. Um, that way you can go and evangelize yourselves. That's oh. what it's all about, right? Yep. And so, that's what's coming up today. And again, Louis Tafari today with learning about the Roman liturgy, visual, vi, hello, visualizing the altar. That's going to do it for us today. And keep telling your friends about us and, and passing the word out to everybody. Thank you for doing it. Mm-hmm. And thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your donations. Everything. As, as we continue to grow here on Magnificat Radio. Right. Don't you know? You like it? I do. Magnificat, Go boldly, everybody. Magnificat Media, Magnificat Radio at MagnificatMedia.com. Is it for your morning tradition? Where we are. Living our traditional Catholic faith. Mm-hmm.